Our Lone Golf Talk Show. I'm solo tonight, flying alone, but my compadre, Raul Boxcar Bazaron, will be giving us a call in the uh, second segment. Look forward to that. Let's take our sponsors before we move along too far. Our title sponsors, GolfBalls.com, and of course, they're located on Ono Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Anything you want in golf, you can find at GolfBalls.com. <clears throat> Try them out, go into their showroom there and uh, pick up a few of their clubs, their demonstrator clubs from all the top brand companies and, and try them out in their simulator. Hit them into the, to the screen there and get a little tip as well probably. And then anything else you want in golf, it's right there in their showroom. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. Of course, our local golf clubs. Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Chafala. Let's see who I got up first tonight. Looks like a Chafalaya. They're still promoting their uh, Thursday scrambles. Twilight, of course. Nine holes, 5.30 shotgun start. And your entry fee includes your golf, your prize money, and also a hamburger dinner after play. For pass holders, it's only $25. Public, $40. If you want to enter, 985-395-4653. Of course, that 4653 spells out golf. Then down at Bellevue, uh, they postponed their blowout. That's going to be in the fall on uh, September 16th, right before fall starts, right? Fall starts September 20, 20th, 21st, something like that. September 16th is going to be their blowout. But they did have a big weekend the last couple of weekends. Last weekend, August the 5th, they had their, their monthly dog fight. 16 players participated in that. I guess you don't need to guess who won. It's a Burdette for sure. But this time it was Ty, the owner and operator. He was actually tied for first with Mickey Michelle at plus four. Finishing third place, Bobby McDonald, plus two. And low score, oh well. Brandon got his name in the, in the highlights anyway. Brandon Burdette shot even par, but... He had to make too many points. Go figure, right? 40-something points he has to make. So uh, he was well short of that. But he shot the, the day's low score of even four. Then their club championship, well, there comes Brandon, right? You know he's not going to let that pass by him. That was played Saturday, August 12th, and, and Sunday, August 13th. Brandon shot 72-73-145 and won by a whopping seven strokes over Bobby McDonald and Dean Dashe, they shot 152. In the senior portion, Al Landry shot 77-82, 159. Nice score there. Second place, Herman Hamilton, 79-81 for an even 160. And then third place, Jules A. Bear, 77-84, 161. 32 players teed it up in the club championship there in Congratulations to Ty Burdett for promoting his golf course and his uh, club championship. Nowadays, club championships seem to be a thing of the past. Even the bigger clubs uh, have a hard time getting enough people to play and, uh, in, in the club championship. And, uh, of course, Boxcore and I talk about this all the time. Scrambles have ruined individual 
golf tournaments as far as we're concerned, and I believe it's the truth because nobody wants to finish out and play their own ball. You know, they always want to rely on somebody else hitting a tee shot or putting well, or and they always want it the easy way out, it seems to me. But uh, if you want to really learn to play golf, it's in an individual tournament, and that's, uh, that's the fact, Jack. At the Pro-Am at St. Mary's in Berwick, and that's uh, – Bellevue's sister club, because they are nine-hole course as well, and they had that Ryder Cup-style match, uh, matches uh, periodically throughout the course of the year. But they had the, uh, the last edition of the uh, Acadiana Pro-Am, thanks to Doug Beard soliciting and getting Mr. Barry Boner to, uh, to participate in it. And a nice turnout of 90 players uh, last week at, at uh, St. Mary's in Berwick. And first place went to Mitch Guillory, Johnny Oye, Brett Price, and Patrick Darby. They were plus 14, winning $110. Once again, that's redeemable at golfballs.com. Tied for second in winning on a scorecard playoff with the A player. was in plus 10, both teams, the second and third place team shot plus 10. Four shots out of the first place winning team. So second place went to Roy Boudreaux, Steve Russo, Lenny Dubois, and Mike Lulla winning $75. Doug Biard, the tournament director, teamed up with Todd Ardwan, Donald Sarkis, and Keith Domingue and won $48. The low individual players, here he is again, Brandon Burdett, plus nine. B player Boyd Booty, the uh, tournament director of the, uh, golly, I'm drawing a blank, of the uh, Gator Golf Club, stemming out of Sugar Oaks there. Boy, I just left the facilities here and uh, bringing me the results, and I'll get to that when we get to Sugar Oaks. So, Boyd was plus eight, winning uh, low B player, low C player, Jules Bear plus nine, and low C player, Joseph Olivier, plus nine as well. The next uh, pro-am is going to be at Southern Oaks in Abbeville. Look forward to that. It's a nice little course to play. It's usually in good shape as well. Eagle Ridge has got some new news because they got a new golf pro, 44-year-old Jeff Dupan. He's a Lake Charles native. He got here by way of uh, the PGA. He started out his career in the PGA. Uh, and then he got, got sidetracked and went into oral sales for quite a while. Now he's back in the PGA. But, but he uh, initially worked at Mallard Cove and Lake Charles Country Club in the Lake Charles area. But now he's at Eagle Ridge. And uh, he lives in Youngsville. So uh, welcome to uh, Acadiana and to the new golf position. Jeff Dupan, the new golf pro at Eagle Ridge. So I'll be communicating with him, trying to get information for our talk show here from Eagle Ridge. And down at Cane Row, junior rates less than, uh, well, $25 if you play before 1 p.m., $15 if you're a junior and you play after 1 p.m., and I think that's uh, pretty much all the time. So that, not a bad price uh, for, uh, for the juniors. It's a tough course to walk, but nonetheless, you can really learn to play because they have good uh, practice facilities out there. Okay, Cane Row specials other than the juniors for veterans on Wednesday – Active or retired veterans, only $25. Nice price there. Their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is $35. And 
that twilight rate before 3 p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is only $30, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the weekend, $35. That's after 3 p.m. And then if you want to be a member, $142 a month, which is also a good price. They have a lot of perks to being a member there. 20% off of their soft goods in their pro shop, 10% off of their hard goods, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. Uh, but the one I like the best is you can book your tea time one week in advance, and that's a pretty cool thing to have available because if you want that special tea time, if you need to be somewhere and you got to finish in a, at a certain time, you want to book your tea time in advance, and you can do that if you're a member, whereas at least one week in advance. And if you're not a member, one day in advance. So uh, difficult there if you're not a member. They also charge your handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system, and uh, they waive your MGA dues if you're a member. And they're also licensed for Raging Cajun products. So uh, if you want something for with football right here upon us, you want some merchandise for your loved one with the Raging Cajun logo on it, check out at Kane Rose Golf Shop there. And like I said, their new merchandise coming in all the time. They got a new GPS range finder that Gives you the uh, yardage out verbally. That's pretty cool. And it plays music as well. Then also their golf shop sale for their soft goods. Johnny O Polos, 25% off. Quarter uh, Cutter Golf Shoes, 25% off. And Travis Matthews Belts, 50% off. Then also coming up at Cane Road, Generate High School. Having a fundraising tournament there. Uh, called the J Golf Classic, and it's going to be Saturday, June 16th, 8 o'clock shotgun start, and it's a four-person scramble. Registration starts at 7, and uh, once again, 125 per player, and um, four-man scramble. Also at Cane Row, they're going to have the state Knights of Columbus Golf Tournament in October. Uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, on the 6th is a Friday, you'll... Uh, They'll play a, a team thing, like a scramble or something, kind of a warm-up practice round, and then Saturday and Sunday is the individual play. They gather 300-plus uh, golfers, uh, usually at the state KC tournament, so uh, Kane Rose is going to have their hands full that weekend, Saturday the 7th of October and Sunday the 8th. I think that might be the gumbo cook-off weekend as well. Also at Kane Rose, they have... Uh, Fixed up that watering system so they get in the water some fairways and tees, which desperately needed. The greens are in great shape. They just aerified them and uh, top-dressed them, and uh, they've recovered real quick because uh, the sprinkling system is uh, doing its job on the greens. And you know, a lot of golf courses are, uh, in fact, Oakbourne just had the mid-amateur championship, but I'm going to give the results of that in a bit. But they're closing their golf course completely, like even that bar and grill and everything, to do this uh, aerofine. And they don't want anybody around while they're doing it. So uh, it's a necessary thing to do this time of the year, especially with this drought. All the golf courses uh, are, are struggling to get water on their golf courses, no matter if your irrigation system's operable or not. And uh, it's just the water table's down so much because of it. And uh, you can tell that by the lakes on the golf courses. But uh, it's a necessary thing, especially now, once again, with the drought, to break up that, uh, the profile of the soil and get some air down in there as well as water. So uh, 
all the courses are doing that. And I know the U Club, a couple of weeks ago, I was there with my grandson, and they were doing the same thing uh, once, the course, once the tournament was over. Then, so back to Cane Row, uh, they've changed out or replaced all their bridges, and they're really nice. You don't have to fight that up and down. Boy, that was uh, scary for a while there. Then at Sugar Oaks, their weekly specials as well. Monday and Tuesday, and they're one of the only golf courses in our area that's open on Monday. I think they open at noon, and you can play there for 9 or 18 holes for only $22. That includes your cart. My favorite is all day on Wednesday, $31. And, of course, Wednesday's the day. You can play as many holes as you want all day long. And then Wednesdays, they have the, uh, the Twilight Scrambles. And so... Uh, when in the last one there, their Twilight Scramble on Wednesday was Eric Lachelet and Ron Finley at minus four. They had a shamble on the Saturday following, and Eric Lachelet, Kevin Ledford, and Ron Finley won the front back in 18. So they took the whole shebang. Then on Sunday, their popular shootout, which is individual play, and then they draw for teams after you play your own ball out. And they, and they chart your own handicap, so it's pretty close to being as uh, accurate as possible. Winning the front in the 18 was Paul Olivier, Eric Lachelet, and Ryan Hornsby. Winning the back nine, Robert Burton, Nicky Melanson, and Ron Finley. And then the skins were won. Two of them by Paul Olivier, Ron Finley, Roger Pisani, Ryan Hornsby, Robert Burton, and Nicky Melanson all won one skin. Then also at Sugar Oaks, uh, over the past few months, uh, recent hole-in-ones, four players over the last few months uh, have made hole-in-ones. So congratulations to them. Ron Finley, Robert Harvison, Willie Lewis, and uh, Bobby Buto making hole-in-ones over the last couple of months at Sugar Oaks. And then Sugar Oaks is also going to have the Knights of Columbus Council 1208, which is St. Peter's Knights uh, Council, their one-time fundraising event. That's going to be Saturday, October the 7th. Three-person scramble, only 100 bucks. So come support the Knights of Columbus, which does a whole lot of good things in our community here in New Iberia. I can attest for that myself because I am a knight, and I know all the good work they do headed up by TPR Swing, Roland Terrio, John Maynaz, uh, a whole bunch of other ones. I can't name them all right now, but uh, they do a lot of good things for our community here. So come support them. And once again, thanks to Boyd Booty. Went in uh, on the uh, individual pro-am, but uh, he just brought me the results from uh, their Gator Golf Club. We'll announce for the last time last month, or last time they played, uh, time before last, July 15th, Mitch Thibodeau won the first flight with plus nine, went in the second flight was uh, Billy Hebert plus 10. And then they went to uh, Westlake and played at uh, the National Golf Club, an outstanding golf course in the, the Lake Charles area. And uh, the course played tough, uh, Boyd said. It, uh, a lot of blind shots that got him. So uh, at, you can tell by the scores. Uh, let's see, last time they played, uh, plus nine won the fir first flight. This time, plus five won, and it was a tie between Mitch Thibodeau and Eddie Viator. And went in the second flight with only plus one was a tie as well. Uh, Kent Kern and Brian Broussard, plus one. Uh, nice time was held by those guys over there. 
Their next tournament's not going to be till next month, September 17th, at Kashadi Pines in Westlake. And I'm sure with that being a casino course, they'll take, pick up, take their loved ones and go uh, play a practice round and then spend the night there, have a nice meal, gamble a little bit, and play in the tournament the next day. A good weekend for the Gator Golf Club. And now the uh, Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, the president of that is Mr. Lawson Ruley. Thanks to him for getting me this information. That's $25 a year to be a member of the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. You don't have to be a resident of Lafayette, just 50 years of age or over. And with that $25, uh, they also have a crawfish ball in the spring and a Christmas party in December. And they play twice a month. The second Tuesday of the month, they're out-of-town uh, event, and that one, last one was played at Tamaka Trails in Marksville. Winning that was Eric Rosen. Second place went to Steve Newman, then Lawson Ruley, and then Ryan Cormier. And then the fourth Tuesday of the month is played at ABAB Municipal, their home course, and the format for that tournament was blind draw but three-man teams. And the first-place team went to Keith Benoit, Terry Clement, and... Kelvin Thibodeau, second place, Brent Castile, Sid Thibodeau, Glenn Bertrand, third place, Richard Vincent, Steve Newman, and Tim Marangos. And once again, thanks, Mr. Lawson Ruley, for getting me this information. And congratulations to a longtime PGA professional and friend of me in box cars, Robbie Garinger. He's the uh, general manager and director of golf at Oak Wing in Alexandra. Of course, Box Tour and I talk about going play quite often, and we never made it over there. But uh, Robbie won the PGA Merchandise of the Year for public courses. And uh, that might be Box Tour there. I'll welcome him in. Hello, Box Tour, are you on the air? Hey, Ted. Hey, I'm kind of midway. Th- I don't know if you've been listening or not, but midway through. No, I have uh, and I just yeah. just uh, congratulated once again our friend Robbie Garinger for winning Merchandise of the Year at Oak Wing. So uh, that was a good thing. Now, now we're getting yeah. to uh, talk about the uh, Lafayette, uh, I'm sorry, the Louisiana Golf Association's Mid-Am, which was played at Oakbourne Country Club right there in Lafayette. Uh, so congratulations in my, on my take box score to Scott Shea and Kurt Carbo for uh, teeing it up in that event. And uh, they're both members at Kane Row and uh, Mr. Cut. But nonetheless, uh, you and I talk quite a bit about playing in an individual tournament versus a scramble. So what's your opinion on all that? Oh, I mean, it's, it's night and day, you know. And, and um, it's also night and day from the game that most of us play on weekends when we're improving our lives, when we're scraping back two and three footers. Um, you know, it's... It, it's just different. It, 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 uh, it's it's a, it's playing by the rules of golf. It's, it's uh, if you if you're hitting out of bounds, you you have you kind of see where your point of entry was. I mean, it's just it's just. Um, I would say the average golfer, you know, if if they're playing a championship golf course um, under the rules of golf, probably easily adds seven or eight strokes per round. You know. Um, uh, from what we generally do on weekends. So, but hey, you know, I'm I'm all with you, Ted. I I, I miss the old days. Um, even though it's a little bit, it wasn't as um, stringent as this because it was somewhat modified. But you know, the old individual stroke play 
uh, tournaments we used to have, the city championship, the parish championship, the Kemper Open, uh, all those iconic events in, in um, New Iberia where, where so many golf, you know, legends were, were kind of born, you know, and, and the right. daily Iberia out there covering those stories and had pictures in the paper and all. And, man, that was just some great, great memories and great matches, too, man. It was some legendary um, heck, you had spectators going out to watch those, you know, last few holes uh, of those championships, you know. So I, I wish they'd try to bring them back, but I, I think it's just kind of, it's, you know, it's kind of like we were talking the other day about, about social media kind of taking over some of the advertising world. We kind of seen that, you know, scrambles have now taken over golf. And, hey, look, they, they serve a purpose, I think, when it comes to fundraising and, and, and charity. They're, they're obviously a much easier way to do it. But as far as determining, you know, your true elite golfers, and not even the elite, I mean, just different flights. I mean, that's what they have flights for, you know. Right. But, you know, Ted, I mean, heck, I mean, even when you were, before you got out of the golf business, it's tough right now just to put a club championship together to get enough guys that want to play individual play, you know. So, um yeah, for Scott and Kirk to, to you know at least give it a shot, uh, I applaud them. Exactly. Well, the winner was Greg Berthelot, a household name in the uh, amateur circles around Louisiana. He's from Baton Rouge. He was a defending champion, shot 16 under par and won by a whopping 10 strokes over Chuck Spears of Alexandria. In fact, he broke his own record by two shots from last year at Kashati Pines shooting the lowest, best round in 31-year history of the mid-amateur. And only five players finished under par, so tied for third was Hendrick Shaheen, Jeremy Gotro, and Todd McPherson. So a nice event held there, and I uh, can't agree with you more that, uh, you know, scrambles, in my opinion, have ruined the game of golf. But like you said, they do have a purpose, you know, and uh, fundraising and things like that, but uh, we need to try to bring back individual pr- play and i was mentioning that when uh when i mentioned bellevue's uh had their club championship and that little nine-hole course got 32 players to participate in that and that 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 would be a good number for just about any course around here yeah absolutely so yeah i mean that's that is uh, you know hats off to them and you know kudos to them for for getting that kind of participation from membership because look i've i've seen some recently um where there were like 12 players, 16 players, you know, and that, that's tough, man. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about all total, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, maybe just three or four in the championship flight, you know. So, um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know I, what I, the I, answer is either. I think some people just don't, don't want to face the reality of, of the, what they would, you know, actually shoot <laughs> under competition. They they like that vanity hand, handicap a little more than uh, the, the competition itself, you know. But um, and I even enjoy back in the day. I, I think y'all. I don't know if you. They did it when when you were um, uh, still had the golf course, or if it started after. But when they, uh, of course, it's kind of hard to, to to organize. But when when they did match play for the uh, club championship, you know, right. so you you know you you kind of had to. Uh, get everybody's schedules aligned unfortunately but uh but that was a lot of fun too i thought you know uh just to, to, so uh, just a lot of a lot of things I, I, I wish we'd we'd try to rekindle like i say at least at least the, the one individual 
stroke play, you know, thing. And, and just make, make it – you'd have to make it a cash event because that's the big thing now. With exactly. The cut, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, you don't have to have a city and a parish. And, you know, you just combine – but I think the Sugarcane Festival would be an ideal time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because uh, weather's turning – you know, generally turning cooler then. Uh, a lot of people are off the Friday. You can have a practice round before then. And, you know, have a have a, um, a good tournament this Saturday, and then everybody can still go enjoy the parade and all Sunday, you know. So, so. I'm going to put you as tournament director for that. So uh, there you go. The, you got you a new job. And, you know, and, and make it make it, uh, make it an individual tournament, but make it for, for a charity. You know, do a, do a St. Jude, you know, classic. Donate, the, you know, some of the, the, profit, the proceeds to – the St. Jude Foundation or something like that. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't have to all go back to the golf course. And maybe more people would play when it's for a charity. I know you definitely get more corporate sponsors, right. you know, um, for the event. Sure. Uh, but you remember, the, you, you also used to run um, uh, a tournament. That it, was, uh, it was to benefit St. Jude, uh, uh, just a, a stroke. I think it was an individual stroke play event. Maybe, it might have been a team event. I'm not sure, but. I do remember that the old Brendan Custom Club as well. So. Right. All right. Well, now but, turning our attention to the Raging Cajuns, they are anxious about starting their fall schedule, which will start October 10th at Louisiana Tech. They have, uh, of course, Jake Marlowe. We've been talking about him, the uh, current state amateur champion, along with uh, a host of other good players coming back for a year. However, there's a little bit of uh, doldrums uh, lurking over their their schedule as. You and I know Maui has been under fire, and uh, Kanaalapali is now totally destroyed. Well, they had their tournament scheduled there uh, in October, and it's still up in the air with the terrible fires that hit Lahaina and uh, that, that, that famous place where the banyan tree was. Remember that tree, box score? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's those man. Um, just really... A heart goes out to those people, and um, uh, you know, just to see that beautiful island, or a lot of it, you know, just charred like that is just—it's heartbreaking, you know. Yeah. Um, but as I sent you that picture, I, I, it's just surreal that that church was the only structure to survive with all that destruction around it. Right. Anita looked that up, and you, you were spot on. We've been to that church quite a few times. In fact, every time we've we spent uh, a Sunday in in Maui, we've been to Mass there. So uh, hopefully, hopefully to get rebuilt. I heard today uh, that uh, Fleetwood Mac, their leader, or or maybe the whole whole group has a, a home there, and uh, they had a, a restaurant called Fleetwoods, and I can uh-huh. remember it, but I never ate there. But uh, he 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 flew down there and uh, is gonna probably. I bet you there will be concerts and things done with the p- famous oh, yeah. people that live there to rebuild Kanaale Pali. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It, isn't Maui where Mark Rolfing lives as well? I think the so. Golf. Yeah. God, because um, he. I mean, that's where the. Um, Ofra has a home there as well too. Who's that? Ofra Renfrey. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, huh. so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them put some on, you know, some kind of charity concert event. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's whew, hard to believe that, that that could happen. Yeah, they said um, it was a perfect storm, right? Yeah, that's kind of what, you know, 
a lot of natural disasters are, but boy, it just, it just like I said, it, especially when an area depends so much on tourism, you know, it just really, it's going to, it's going to set that back for, for decades. Um, yeah, so sad. Right. Well, let's conclude our uh, local stuff with the uh, junior golf news. Of course, my grandson, congratulations to him. He finished third in the uh, U-Club's Louisiana Junior Golf Tour event last week at uh, the U-Club in Baton Rouge, LSU's home course. He shot one under par, three under par one. His next event is going to be the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour's Cup Matches up at Bayou Desert in Monroe, and that's going to be September 16th and 17th. And uh, Boxcar, I know you'll be interested in this, but uh, the American Junior Golf Association is going to have their All-Star Invitational right here in our backyard at La Triumph on October oh. 5th, 6th, and 7th. And you know who's playing in that? Charlie Woods. Charlie Woods. Yes, oh, sir. <laughs> so uh, we might have a tiger sighting in Acadiana come uh, come the fall. Who yeah. knows? He's got that walking boot now. So, um, yeah. I'm sure um, they won't make him walk. <laughs> so um, will that be public so Oh, I, I, it's just speculation at this point. No, yeah. no, nobody knows for sure. I mean, but uh, he, he did come when, when uh, Charlie played at Cachate Pines uh, back yeah. last year. And uh, the, 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 it was for a fact because Theodore actually saw him out there while he was recruiting. So, you yeah. know, it wasn't publicized. And I don't think this one will be either. Well, but, you know. Even Tiger aside, though, I mean, do you think it's going to be open to where – it, it, the public can go watch it, or is it just for parents? And, and oh, I'm sure they will let the public go. You know, well, I, I mean, mean that, that they, they've never stopped on, before. You know, I mean, it, it's uh, but you know, you never know what what. what you what still got to go through that gate. You still, still got to get through that gate at La Triumph, You know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, just, just the security <laughs> You can't just come up in the parking lot. And start walking to the golf course. Uh, you're right there, that's for sure. All right, let's clear a break, and then we'll, uh, on the other side, if you stick with us, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, FedEx Cups, and their first event is over with now. So stay tuned. You're listening to Chip Shots with Boxcar and Teddy. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. 
This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not too difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new K1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots. Steady Slamming with you here in the studios. And uh, my colleague, Ralph Boxcore Bezeron on the other side on the telephone. So, Boxcore, just a uh, programming note. Tonight, following Chip Shots, will be the first uh, Catholic High Coaches Show with Coach Desimo and the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry. The first one of the, the season. So, uh, if you want to stay tuned for some sports news, stay tuned for that. But for now, we're going to be talking about the St. Jude TPC Classic that was played in Memphis, Tennessee, an exciting event, right? Yeah. It was uh, kind of surreal to, to see the resurgence that Lucas Glover has made. Now to win it back-to-back week, 43 went. We're kind of wondering about your golf. You know, um, uh, it's, it's uh it's really a. a you break it up on me, box score. Okay, I said you know it's really kind of unreal. You know to, what's happened to Lucas Glover in the in the last two weeks to to see, you know his ascent up the ladder like that. No question. It, it it's really like a miracle. <laughs> yeah, looked, I mean he ranked 130th coming into the season, um, and he had just um, you know that was uh, that was just. Uh, eight competitive rounds ago, he was ranked 130 in this season-long race, and and since you know since then, I mean, he's made massive moves. You know, he uh, he he's won two weeks in a row now, and and I just I couldn't believe it, Ted, because again, at the age of 43, and Lucas Glover, look, I mean, he's been a good player and he won a major, but it's not like he's won a bunch of golf tournaments, you know. Oh no, and and I mean, he just to see the turnaround with that putter was just remarkable because he got in some trouble, you know, in that round early, and, and he could easily, um, you know, lost. I mean, because, look, there were some, some big big names, you know, nipping at his heels. And um, and to his credit, man, he just made putt after putt when he needed to, including some to save par uh, that were just really pretty incredible. So, um, again, you know, I have to applaud a, a guy at that age for being willing to – tinker around and and make changes like that in, in the equipment and believing in himself you know and and now he I think he's kind of put himself in position to be a you know he's not a lock but he could be a possible captain's pick for sure and I mean Zach Johnson's around that age so I think that would be kind of a logical guy he'd want on the team and he seems like a guy that would get along with anybody you know really right easy going guy you know so and so uh, that- now whether I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was say whether that form is going to hold up, you know, remains to be seen. But boy, I tell you what, that's that's uh, that's a, that's a pretty impressive win, and, and uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. No question. You know, his his, his caddy Tom Lamb called him gritty, and then uh, he played golf with Clemson Tigers, and his coach uh, choked penalty. His coach called him an intense competitor. 
And uh, you're talking about putting. Here's some stats. You know I love stats. He, uh, he got it up and down for the tournament 23 out of 26 times. And uh, he, he only had 25 putts on Saturday. And like you alluded to, on the back nine, he made 61-plus feet of putts. On number 13, he made a par by making a 20-footer. On number 14, he made his only bogey of the day by making a 30-footer for bogey. And then on 17, he made that 11-footer to stay tied with uh, Patrick Cantley. So uh, he, that, he switched to the long putter in June, and uh, it, it's just uh, amazing how, how, how much of a turnaround he, he's made. And like you said, he was ranked outside the top 100 only two weeks ago. You know, yeah, eight, eight tournaments ago he was like 130 or something. Two like weeks ago, he, yeah. yeah, he was 100. Or just hundred plus, and now he's fourth. That's, and, and, and I mean, it just—it's an incredible story, and golf produces that, to my opinion, in in a lot of ways. You know, people that stick to it, forty-three, forty-four years old. He's now the oldest player in the FedEx Cup, and uh, of course, Matt Kuchar, our favorite player, is not in. He missed it, but uh, thanks be to God Thank for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that bogey putt was to me that was the because when he hit it in the water on that far three, I said, okay, well, this now you know the the little miracle runs come to an end. I, I mean, you you definitely think he's going to make double, and I mean, I'll tell you what, center cut, not a not a doubt, you know, and and uh, and look, you know, I, I'm not going to try to compare these conditions to Ken Venturi's. You know, uh, when when he almost died on the golf course to win, his, you know, the, it was the U.S. Open, I think. Um, but, you know, it was a brutal weekend of heat for these guys. We had a caddy that had to give up the bag, you know, and yeah. and have, uh, you know, have, have a spectator who they happen to know, you know, a golf pro actually, you know, carry the bag uh, for, the, for, for the last 15 holes. I mean, he had heat exhaustion by the third hole. Um, that uh, I think on a Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, but um, yeah, I mean, um, it was you know tough conditions, and, and I mean he, you know he, you know Canley's been not he's, again he's not one of my favorite players either. Cause no, I pace, mine either. You know, pace the place. So I was really happy to see Glover, you know, win win the golf tournament, but um, but yeah, I mean he, like I said, he, you know, I, it's gonna be interesting to see because. Um, uh, he, he'll definitely be in that mix for for a captain's pick for sure. No question. Some yeah. time. But but it was it, it was pretty incredible, Teddy, to watch. Um, you know, to watch him. Uh, uh, you know, kind of how he battled the conditions and dealt with it. And um, uh, I, I I know he doesn't wear a glove. Right. So obviously, you know, he was having to to keep the hands dry the best way he could. But. Um, I'm trying to remember who the guy he was playing with. Oh man, it was it wasn't the last the last round, but um, who I was, it was on, on Sunday? And no, it, no, it was earlier in the week because I was reading the story. They were talking about how how he just can't help himself. He's such a, a nice guy, and he just he noticed. Um, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It was mm-hmm. Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, he was okay. playing with Fleetwood, and he said, "Hey." You know, Tommy, you you haven't drank anything, you know, all day. And Fleetwood said, "I don't like water." And he said, "But man, it's really hot out here. You need to, you need you need to drink something." You know, so he had these um, some kind of energy drinks or something in his you know bag. Lucas did, and 
he gave him some of that, and he had some some rehydration tablets, you know, some chewable tablets. To he said, man, I you know I didn't want to see him get sick and you know uh, out there on the golf course. So I mean, I goes to show you a guy like that who's you know playing competitor. I mean, obviously they're all trying to get that that big purse at the end of the rainbow, um, and uh, but. But he's just a good guy, man, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very happy. Yeah, that, that's the nature of our game. You know, we, we want to beat the guy next to us, but uh, we, we want to do it fairly. And, uh, you know, we always pull him for him, but always pull him to finish second and us first, right? <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's another stat box score that, that, uh, that'll put it all into perspective as far as Lucas Glover is concerned. He's got more victories in his 40s with three than he had in his 20s. Only two. So no victories That's in the crazy. 30s. That was that 10-year drought when he had the yips. Uh, but he won it when he was in his 20s. He won the 2009 U.S. Open in another event. So that that's crazy stuff, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm glad he beat Patrick Cantley. Uh, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And he's the defending champion of the FedEx. And he's won three of the last five playoff events. But he just doesn't appeal to me for some reason. Well, yeah, he's just he's too slow, and I don't know. It's just something about him that I'm not sure what what it is. But, but yeah, you know, I know you're a big stat, uh, stat guy, but uh, you know, Glover became the first guy to win, first player to win back-to-back tournaments since Tony Finau did it last summer, mm-hmm. and the first 40 or older to do so. That has kind of amazed me since Vijay Singh in 2008. Wow, um, hard to believe, you know. But it, it's <laughs> definitely been a young man's game uh, uh, during that period of time. Um, uh, you know, now the guy that I really, man, you know, as much as I, I, I love Ricky and, and I, I've loved Ricky and, and he's, you know, he had a renaissance this year and did win, man, how many times can Tommy Fleetwood come so close to winning <laughs> on the PGA tour and not win? Well, he, he putted terrible the holes I saw. Yeah. Well, that's been his, his Achilles heel for a while now. Yeah. But I mean, gosh, he's just. You'd, you'd think he would just luck into a, a win at, at some point in time. But, Ted, I got this question for you concerning it because it was an interesting quote that um, – so Justin Rose, who had, you know, would have missed the cut if it had been a cut event, ends up shooting a course record 61 in the final round. And, mm-hmm. and he said that he thinks that there should be – all events on the tour should be no cut because someone can get hot on weekends and, you know, make a big jump. And I, I thought that very odd for an elite player like Justin Rose because, I, number one, I don't know logistically how you could do it for four days, you know, because, you know, you start dealing with weather delays and, you know, time, you know, during daylight time, the time and all this, darkness and all. But I don't know, man. I don't think I, I think golf is just made to have cuts. You know, and I I don't like the no cut events myself. I, I'm agreeing with you 100. percent And uh, I think on on our side as well is Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus because they're that and the Arnold Palmer invitation of those three tournaments next year are are designated elevated signature events. Okay. And they're the yeah. good, they're going to be the only ones out of eight tournaments that those three are going to be with a cut, and the only three with a cut. Because so like next year, five tournaments are going to be these designated 
invitational top players tournaments with limited field, but, but they won't have a cut. And uh, except for Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Genesis Open, and the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Well, you see, I, I just think that, I don't know, man. To me, it just kind of waters it down somewhat because, look, even last place, you know, is going to make more than the average guy makes it. You know, I mean, look, last place in this tournament was $40,800. I mean, that's, you know, 70th place. That's incredible the amount of money, you know, for most people. But I know, yeah, I, I just think that that's how golf is made to be played, you know, with cuts. And, and, and that, that's why, because what's the, you know, you start going to no-cut events, well, just, just merge with live. I mean, exactly. And, and, and like yeah. Tiger Woods said, that's what makes players better. You know, they right. they, they gotta they gotta work at it continually. Work at it. You don't get paid up front before you you tee it off and guarantee that forty thousand or whatever it is because there's no cut. No, no, that's not golf. Yeah, I just I just thought it was because you know I could see like some of these young, you know, entitled guys maybe kind of thinking that way, but I just was very surprised. And maybe it's just because the the euphoria of shooting a sixty one, you know, and but. But, you know, let's be real. I mean, yeah, maybe you could go from, you know, 120th place to, you know. But, I mean, if, you, if you're that far below the cut line, every now and then we'll see someone right on the number, you know, make a move over the weekend and win a tournament. But that's usually tournaments where maybe five under is leading and the cut is even par. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a, on the harder golf courses with uh, – uh, it's kind of all bunched together, but you know, in a regular tour event, no, I, you, you, you know, and I look, I'm fine. The FedEx Cup, the only problem I got with it, look, 70 players, obviously, you don't need a cut. Next week, you don't need a cut. No, tour I mean, the only problem I have with the FedEx Cup is the the final, you know, format, the final round format. That's the only, you know, uh, well, besides the fact that they're playing for so much money, but, <laughs> but now that's. You know, that's out the window now because you know it's it's not even you know it's not even comparable to what they're playing <laughs> for you know, a live tour. So you know, geez, it, whatever. But um, but anyway, so we'll see what happens. You know, but I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in form, and you know, I, when I bet horses, I, I bet the horses that have won recently. And and if I was betting next week, I wouldn't bet against Lucas Glover. Yeah. Oh no, you shouldn't. And and what about all you know? He changed his putter. He went to the long putter. He said that was the last resort. His next thing was to go left-handed. That that was pretty peculiar to me to think that he he reluctantly went to the long putter even just to try it. But look look, speaking of putters, look at all the players that have changed putters just for this tournament. I think Scotty yeah. Scheffler, he went to a TaylorMade Spider X. You you know more about these than me. And then Rory McIlroy. He went from to a Scotty Cameron Phantom X five point five, and then then after after shooting sixty seven sixty six, in in the first two rounds, he said the putter was a uh, a little bit longer than his old putter, so he had it cut down. How do you figure that? Yeah, I I, I it's it's probably the because you know for years that was the one constant in pros bags, you know, I mean, for, for years, you know, Tiger had the same Scotty Cameron. We remember, <laughs> and, you know, Ben Crenshaw's partner. Right. And I mean, guys would go through to great lengths to, to, to make sure that they had, you know, their putter didn't get damaged or, or stuff like that. 
Um, and now they seem like, you know, there's just this. And, and what I noticed the trend is there a lot of players are going away. The guys who used to putt with traditional uh, blade-style putters or answer-style putters, they're going to these mallet putters now. That's kind of the, the big trend on tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Glover's putter, geez, it looked like it would weigh 20 pounds. I mean, it was it's, uh, it's a big chunk of feel, you know, that's all it looked like. You know, it wasn't any kind of fancy design, just, uh, uh, you know, real balanced, heavy-weighted. And, and the other big thing they're doing now on tour is this, um, this thing with the grips now where, where it's a counterbalance, you know, so they're – if, if the putter head's very, very heavy, then they're putting a, a really light grip uh, on and, and vice versa. If it's, if it's light, they'll put a heavy grip on just to, you know, kind of balance out the whole weight of the, of the putter. So, so even to the point, you know, it used to be you re-grip the putter. You know, you, you might have had two choices, to, you know, in the pro shop, you know. <laughs> yeah. And now they have all these different, you know. They, heck, they have putter grips now just for people who put – with the clog grip, they're a different length and different uh, diameter and stuff like that. So, um, well, you, you're right yeah. on there, Scott. Rory's uh, caddy went to uh, Edwin Watts to get to get his putter grip because there's no, you know, the PGA Tour vans have moved on. They were there Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, before, but they moved on right. to the next site. And uh, he went in there, and uh, the guy said, oh, we're about to close. He said, uh, do you know who this putter's for? <laughs> oh, we'll stay open for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, I love stories like that when, uh, you know, pros, you know, walk into the, the local golf shop, you know, to, to get some, some work done or whatever, you know. And, um, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but well, we've got, anyway. we got a few minutes left, probably about five. Why don't you talk about uh, some of the tournaments that you watched this weekend? I know you were excited about one of them. Well, yeah, but not as much as I would have been if she had won. <laughs> of but, course. Uh, yeah, but um, no, I, 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 heck, I don't even remember the name of the girl who won now. But I don't either. I watched, yeah, I watched a lot of the U.S. women's amateur um, because there were a couple of uh, LSU golfers that um, that were in the, the field of 64. They had individual stroke play uh, prior and then went to match play after um, – so um, they had um, uh, Chris Riley's daughter, uh, who's going to be a sophomore. And of course, her mom is Michelle Louvier, right from right here in Acadiana. Um, and she made it to the round of uh, 16. And Latana Stone, um, who won the Augusta Open uh, for women, uh, she made it to the finals. But she lost three and two uh, in the final 36-hole match. But we played very, you know, very gutsy and very courageously. So... I did watch a lot of that uh, that tournament, um, and then uh, you know we had a you know another um, dominating win on the uh, on the uh, ladies tour um, with uh, Lilia Vu. She won uh, second major of the of the year, and she's only twenty five years old. So that was uh, pretty impressive as well. Um, so I did watch yeah a lot of a lot of that, and I you know I, I just enjoy. It's really cool to see because it, it reminded. In fact, I thought about it a lot when I was watching these, these girls play because to see how many of the college coaches were caddying for their players and how much those players rely on the advice of those coaches is really a special, you know, kind of bond. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, now I don't know how, um, and I 
it's not still Karen. She, Karen's not still the ladies' golf. No, coach no, no. She retired. she retired. She retired. She retired. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know who the ladies' golf coach is, but but they had to decide, and they would they actually wore caddying for Stone instead of Riley. Um, but I think Riley might have had her brother caddying or something. It was a guy, a boyfriend, whatever. But uh, but yeah, it was um, it was a it was a you know really nice golf course too. Is uh, uh, very challenging and in a lot of Bel Air, uh, right? Yeah, Bel Air Country Club. Yeah, yep. L A. I mean, yeah, yep. I mean, just really good golf course. A lot of, a lot of. Um, I mean, huge greens. You know, um, I mean, uh, a lot of forty, fifty foot putts for these girls. Tough pin play since the last day, but a lot of fun. I, I just enjoy match play every now and then. I, I really do. It, I just think going back to the beginning of golf it's kind of what i think the founding fathers meant it to be yeah really um, match play is is what a lot of tournaments are trying to go back to a little bit yeah it, it it you know i know for tv yeah if you happen to look i'm sure they were sweating it out because the other girl was four up after the first 18 holes when you have a 36 hole final look it could be over with in 22 holes you know what i mean yeah. if you get up you know a big lead um but luckily stone made a comeback and they pretty much were able to broadcast till almost the end of the a lot of time period. But TV hates match play because you know you lose you you right. lose a lot of stars and you possibly have an early ending depending on how the match is going. You know, so but I think it's fun. I like it. Yeah, just a little trivia note: the uh, the longtime head pro and tournament director, a golf director over there, is uh, Eddie Marins at uh, Bel Air in L.A. and. Uh, He's older than me, but uh, he played golf for LSU as well. So, uh, a little trivia yeah. there. Yeah, he um, he's what about seventy? Oh shit, he's about eighty something. He's way older oh, really? than me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's well 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 past me. But uh, he he played on a championship team. I think uh, uh, they won the SEC or something during his tenure there, and I'm not sure who he played with. But uh, back in the in the day of. Uh, Right, right after Jay and Lionel Abear and, and those groups, Johnny Pot and those guys. So, okay. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up. But uh, thanks for calling yeah. in. Maybe next week okay. we can can see your face yeah. live here. Yeah, no, I'll be back in in, in uh, next week. Um, All right. Hopefully, I can deal. my um, my appliance is fixed too. So <laughs> I'm on the repairman. My might come this evening, but that didn't happen. But well, uh, once, yeah, once again, we uh we got the uh, CHS coaches show coming yeah. up with Coach uh, Desimo along with the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for calling in, Boxcar. Appreciate it. Bye. Good luck to the Panthers. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, Aaron's Drivers, and Putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Need a little cash? Then play Cash Drop from the Lottery. Win up to $15,000. Stop by your favorite lottery retailer and ask for Cash Drop today for your chance to win up to $15,000. Listen to this. Change your fortunes and play 88 Fortunes Diamond from the Lottery. Win up to $88,888. Visit any lottery retailer and pick up 88 Fortunes Diamond today for your chance to win up to $88,888. Must be at least 21 to purchase. 
Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611-364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 